0: We want to welcome everyone to join us live this morning. Praise God, that part is fixed, amen? Yeah. Praise God. I was uh, just fixing to say, my wife, is, well, everybody need, that goes to this church knows that she's a little fireball. Amen. When she gets turned on to the Holy Ghost, but i tell you what, she's just no stopping her, amen? amen. She, and she brings a good word, praise God. Yeah. My mother was just telling me this morning, she said, now, baby, I just, I just want to, I sent Brenda a text letting her know that I watched her on, uh, on the website, but she didn't answer me. I said, well, Mom, it, uh, she may not have got it with that old flip phone you got. I mean, it has to go through China and then back again. And that's a long trip. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My mother, she loves her flip phone. Hi, Mom. Love you. (laughs) Glory to God. But anyway, I said, well, I'll check with her and see if she got as she was. I'll encourage her to answer you. So she's answering you right now, Mom. I'm watching her on the front (laughs) row. You should be getting it any second now. Isn't that great about being a family? We can just act like it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, let's open our Bibles. I really do hope you are excited about learning the Word of God because that's what we're going to teach here. Amen? Amen? That wasn't a trumpet. That was bells. <laughs> I should say if it was a trumpet, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. It too, Glory to God. ain't nobody in here going to miss the rapture, right? Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. You know, for the last month or so, we've been talking about renewing our mind. Renewing our mind to God's Word. Uh, and we know that Romans 12 two says that. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we know this is one of the major steps uh, to any of us moving forward with God. How many of you know it's not God's perfect will for you to just get saved and then hang out at the cross? How many of you know it's not God's will for you to get saved and then just come to church just to check the box off? That's not His perfect will for you. His perfect will for you and I both is that we continue to move forward in Him. Amen. If you're not moving with God, you're in error. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, you may be moving at a snail's pace, but that's okay. you still got some kind of movement in your life, right? Some of us move a little faster than others. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to become more like Him. And we can do that when we're willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. One of the greatest works of the Holy Spirit, or better yet, one of the main reasons the Holy Spirit uh, abides on the inside of us is to produce the character of of God in you and in me. Amen? Amen. To produce His character in us. How many of you know Jesus Himself says, uh, when the, the man said A good master and called him good master, Jesus said, why do you call me good? No man is good, no. No one but God. Right. So we can all have room to uh, improve. How many of you know that? Yeah. Amen. And that's what the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to do. Uh He's not going to do it for us, but He's going to help us develop God's character in our life. In other words, the way we live our life, uh, the way we raise our family, the way we treat one another, the way we handle the issues of life, all of that needs to look like God. And that's a process. Amen? Amen. When we get born again, my brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of us. He didn't just come to hang out with you. You're not that cool. Amen. He came to live with you. To produce God's character in you. That's His purpose. 2 Corinthians 3.18 You don't need to turn there, just write it down, or you can look at the monitor. Uh, It says this, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed, everybody say transformed, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we are to be transformed into the image of the living God. That is our purpose on this earth. Amen. Hallelujah. you got two amens and one grunt. Amen. So we're changed from glory to glory. Look at this. Being transformed into the image of the Lord by the Holy Spirit. And this is, my brothers and sisters, a total Transformation. Uh, and the, and this is what the Holy Spirit endeavors to do in you. That's what He's endeavoring to do in me. But I have to submit to Him. Amen. I have to submit to the Word of God. Today, today's title of today's message is just that. It says, "Developing God's character in you." Hallelujah. Look at this in Galatians chapter five, verse number sixteen. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Notice he said, and this is Paul talking to the Galatians, he said, walk in the Spirit. The word walk here means uh, how you live your life. Isn't that true? When you're walking somewhere that you're living, right? So if we're to walk in the Spirit, that means we're living by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Passion Bible says it like this. It says, As you yield freely and and fully to the dynamic life. I like that. I want the dynamic life in me. Amen. Amen. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit. You will, not maybe, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Amen. Amen. Notice it says, as you yield freely. So you and I have to yield to the Holy Spirit when He speaks to us about the areas of our life that we aren't living right. I know nobody likes to hear that, but if you read your Bible, God's always telling you you need to change. Amen. 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 You ain't walking on water. You ain't there yet. That's right. Hallelujah. We all have areas in our life that need some adjustments. Maybe it's our attitude. Maybe it's our attitude about what pastor preaches on Sundays. Got awful of quiet in God's house. Maybe it's the way we handle different situations. Maybe it's the way we raise our kids. Maybe we need a little adjustment there. The Bible says train up your child in the way they should go. What are you training your kids to do? I ministered to my own son years ago because he loved that stuff you put in your, between your cheek and your gum or whatever you call it. Uh, and I'd say, man, what's you going to do one of these days when that boy of yours comes up there and starts spitting tobacco juice out of his mouth? He says, I'm not going he's not going to. I said, Well, he's gonna do what you do. My son don't dip snuff anymore. (laughs) Amen. 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 What you gonna do when your kid comes to you and says, Hey, pop me a top, Dad. Let's have a beer together. Let's smoke a joint together, Dad. Hey, let's do a little partying. What you gonna do then? You gonna tell him no, that's not good for you? He's going to think, well, ain't you stupid then? You're doing it. Oh my goodness, I better move on. We all have adjustments that we can make. And if it's our desire to live in God's best, then we must be willing to walk in the Spirit. Which means you must be willing to walk in line... With the Bible. Amen. Are you with me? Notice he says as we yield freely to the Holy Spirit. God's not going to make you yield. Amen. He can make you yield. He's a God all by himself. But he's not going to. You know why? Because he's not a tyrant. And back in when he created you and made that and breathed his life into that mud pie, he made you a free moral agent yes. that you can make your own decisions in life. Amen. He gave you dominion over the devil, so you can't bl- blame the devil for all the stuff you do. Amen. Uh, what was that show that, that, that always? He said the devil made me do it. Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson. Yeah, that was it. Devil can't make you do anything. It's your own free will. Glory right. to Go God. Amen. My, our God wants us to come to that place where we say, "Father, I freely yield myself to you. I freely yield myself to living my life according to the knowledge of Your Word, and I commit to You fully, Father." that when you show me the areas of my life I need to change, Amen. I'll do my part to change it. All right. Amen. Every born-again Christian, those sitting in this building, and those watching me by live stream, need to make a commitment to God that when He shows you something about your life, you're willing to change. Amen. And I'm going to say this, if you don't, there are consequences that go with it. The Bible says, when you hear the word, you're held responsible for it. You can't say, well, you know I, you know I, I might, you know no, you better do it. Yes, now I don't mean God's going to reach out of heaven and swat you with a fly swatter. It puts you in a place, listen to me now, it puts you in a place where God cannot help you move forward anymore and it puts you in that place where the devil can have his way in you and your family's life. Amen. That's what it's all about. Who are you going to serve? Hallelujah. Listen to me. If we'll all have that kind of attitude and that kind of commitment and dedication, then God will show up in those areas of your life that need some godly attention. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need a little godly attention. So we need to ask ourselves, Am I willing to yield to the Holy Spirit? Do I really want to live spiritually? Do I really want to follow the Word of God? Or do I want to follow my feelings? Do I want to follow my desires, my my wishes, the way I want to live, the things I want to do? Do I want to follow what God thinks is right? Or do I want to follow what I think is right? Am I committed to following God's Word? Or am I being persuaded to follow a religious ideology? Am I freely yielding to God's Spirit and His Word? In other words, do I really hunger to know where my life could really change? Am I willing to obey God when He answers me? See, when you ask a question, He's going to answer. Then we got to be willing to make a decision. Amen? Amen? When you and I yield to the Holy Spirit, when you and I move in obedience to God's Word, when you and I allow God to father us like only He can, when we allow God to speak into our life without arguing with Him, I've argued with God so many times. Don't look at me like that. You know you have too. When we allow Him to father us without talking back to Him. Without telling Him, well, God, I just don't think I can change that. I don't think I can do that, Lord. I've, I've tried so many times, but I just keep failing. Listen to what I'm saying. Are you hearing me? when we're always telling about the areas of our life that we can't change, when He keeps telling us, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The word can't do should not be in the Christian's vocabulary when it comes to living spiritually. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I'm in front of your house now. (laughs) Glory to God. Yeah, I see them shades going down. I see the woman of the house saying, baby, shut them shades. (laughs) You can't see us. Maybe he'll go to the next house. Amen? Amen? Truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, everybody can change if they want to. I can change if I want to, and you can change if you want to. See, some people just don't really want to change. They like living like they're living. Yeah. See, it's a choice. You have a choice to make. Hallelujah. Notice again in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, in the Passion, it says this. It says, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic power or life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. What are the cravings of your self-life? I'm glad you asked. Look at uh, verse 17. Same chapter, Galatians 5, verse number 17. It says, For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. Now, I could stop and preach a whole sermon on that. Let me, let me just put it to you like this. Your flesh will never want to do what God wants you to. Never. It's disobedience. It's going to disobey everything. It's the same thing your ch- children are confronting you with. When you tell them, this is the way I want you to act, they start throwing a temper tantrum. Why? Because they don't want to do it. They don't want to be corrected. Well, just because you're 60, 70 years old like me, don't mean that God's not going to correct you. And you don't get too old to be corrected. How many of you know that? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me move on. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. See, even Paul had this problem. He said, Lord, why do I do the things that I want to do and the things that I want to do, I don't do them. Amen. Flesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Verse 6-18. But if you are led by the Spirit, how I many people are led by the Spirit in here? Watch out now. Don't raise your hand. go fix the nail you. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Okay? That's a good thing, right? Now, if you're led by the Spirit, then none of the things I'm fixing are written. None of them. If you're totally led by the Spirit, these things are not in your life anymore. Verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath. Nobody ever gets mad in here, do they? No. Outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions. I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to take this job because I can make more money. Yes, it does take me out of church on Wednesdays and Sundays, but I know God wants me to be blessed. God, it got awful of quiet in God's house, didn't it? Whoo! let's move on past that one. <laughs> uh, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. That's partying. That's like you go out partying all the time. And the like. Now watch this. Of which I tell you, I have told you beforehand, or tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice—everybody say practice—those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, notice, Paul is telling the Christians in Galatia and the Christians of Hill Country Cowboy Church. All Christians of today, he's telling them the same thing that the consequences of continually practicing any of these sins, he says, the people who practice these, not fall into sin, not do it once, but continually say, No, I don't care what the Word of God says, I'm going to live like I want to. Amen? He says, These folks that continually practice this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you know, or you should know, because I've preached this message on the other side more than once, that there's an inter- eternal inheritance that can be jeopardized for those who continue to rebel against the Word of God. And That's not today's message. Everybody say, praise God for that. Yeah. Amen. What I'm talking about this morning is the inheritance that we have now the inheritance that we have in this life. When you and I choose to live a life of the flesh, we hinder God blessing us. We hinder God's power from working in our lives. Amen. That's why the Bible tells us to put off these things, don't it? It says, put off that old man. Put off that flesh. Amen. Crucify your flesh. The Bible also says come out from amongst them and be ye separate, don't it? Amen. Does your Bible say that? Yes. Y'all, that page is missing in yours. Some of you ain't got your Bible today. You don't know what it says. Ooh, I didn't know I was going to say that, but I did. Praise God. We have to separate ourselves. We have to choose to put off all these works of the flesh. I had to do it for me. Miss Brenda had to do it for herself. You have to do it for you. Amen. I can't do it for you. God ain't going to do it for you. Amen. Amen. You have to choose to do it. Amen. We have to make that decision uh, for ourselves. Hallelujah. And listen, some of these things may still be working in your life. And you know something? That's okay. Is your heart right? Do you like it when you do one of these things? No. If you do, then you're probably not saved. Amen. Because remember I said the Spirit's going to war against the flesh, and the flesh is going to war against the Spirit. That's what this means. That your spirit man, the real you, when you fall into sin and you do one of these sins, your spirit man says, don't do that. Don't do it. And then, if you go ahead and do it, then the Holy Spirit says, okay, just repent. Ask God to forgive you. Yes. Amen? Amen? Maybe I'm just talking about me. Because no, I've sinned before even after I told God I wouldn't. Yes. Holy, Amen. Amen. But immediately, the Holy Ghost in me says, why would you do that? Yeah, no. I say, I don't know. I'm sorry. Thank you Father God that your mercy and your goodness is Amen. fresh every day. Yeah. Right. And I'll do my better, I'll do better to try to not to do it tomorrow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Or even the rest of the day, praise God. When we party, we do like we're going to do tomorrow night. Right here. Amen. <laughs> I like that. Amen. Amen. Thank you brother Jimmy. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's my party. Hallelujah. Okay, now I got to find out where I was. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay, brother. Hey, man, hey, we're a family. Praise God. Iron sharpening iron. Hallelujah. The main thing is, is our heart should be right with the Lord. If your heart is right with the Lord, your flesh will eventually catch up to it. If you're led by your spirit. Amen. Our heart should be, Lord, I want to be right with You. I want to live for You, Father. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to do my part to do that, Father God. Nobody gets there overnight, my brother and sister. But we can all get there. If we'll just stick with it. I've told you many times there'll be, there won't be one quitter in heaven. There'll be a lot of failures, but there won't be one quitter. And as long as you don't quit, you will get there. Praise God. If, if that wasn't true, we might as well just give up and go on home. I'm sure glad nobody got up. Hallelujah. We got to stick with it, praise God. And I can tell you, when you keep pouring yourself out to God, when you keep seeking to be more like Him and less like you, then over the process of time, your flesh will come into line with God's Word. Amen. He promises it will. That's true. That's and my God, don't lie. That's right. Amen. And you'll be glad when it does. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Listen to me. Living for God is the greatest life you'll ever live. I don't have any of that other junk in my life that I used to think was all that fun. And I'm having more fun today than I ever had before. Living for God is a joy, a joy that I could not find in a bottle. The joy that I couldn't find in anything that this world had to offer. Sin don't give that to you. Sin will not give you joy. Sin only takes away from you. Sin is a killer. Romans 6.23 says so. It says the wages of sin... Is death. Sin is a killer. It's not going to give you joy. It's going to give you a deception. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but when I got born again, I wanted to get rid of all those things in my life that was killing me. I wanted to get rid of the nicotine. I wanted to get rid of the alcohol. I wanted to get rid of the drugs. Amen. Those things don't give you life. They kill you. Glory to God. My point is, if we will continue to allow God to work with us, then the Holy Spirit will develop God's character in us. Hallelujah. And His character is described in verses 22 and 23 of chapter 5 of Galatians. It says in verse 22, but the fruit... See, we just went from flesh to fruit, didn't we? Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hallelujah. That's a good one. Against such there is no law. The Amplified says it this way says but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper. Hello. Amen. Forbearance, that means you put up with a lot before you start just reacting. Some people you look at them wrong, they just come back at you. What? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Kindness. Goodness. Benevolence. Faithfulness. Now the original King James says faith right there, but if you study that word out, it's it's faithfulness. That you're faithful. You're faithful to God. Amen. First. Amen. Gentleness, meekness, humility. A kid Ronnie. Because he's got a t shirt that says I'm humble. He wears it almost all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding, he don't really. I just he's the only one I can use that and not get offended. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for being my comedy sidekick. Amen. (laughs) Humility. (laughs) Self-control. I believe everybody needs a little more self-control in their life. Amen. 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 Self-restraint. You're able to restrain yourself from doing the things that you know are contrary to God's Word. Continence, against such there is no law that can bring a charge against you. If we'll walk in the fruit of the Spirit, there's nothing the devil can go to before God and say, look at what they're doing. Amen? Amen. And the Bible does declare that he goes before God to accuse the brethren and accuse the saints of God. Amen? So we got to watch out that we walk in the Spirit, don't we? We got to watch that we start producing more and more of these fruit in our lives to, to, to not give place to the devil, like James says. He says, Don't give place to the devil. And when you walk contrary to the Word of God, and you walk according to your flesh, and you don't walk according to the Spirit, you're giving place to the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to notice there are nine fruit of the Spirit. And if you are born again, my brother and sister, these nine fruit of the Spirit have already been deposited in you. Amen. You don't have to pray for the fruit of the Spirit. They're already in you. How many of you know you can't have fruit unless you plant the seed? Amen. Amen. And the seed of God's Word is already in you if you're born again. Amen. Amen. You were were born again by the Word of God, right? Amen. Hallelujah. You heard somebody preach the Word and you said, hey, that's for me. Amen. Hallelujah. But what you and I do have to do is we have to cultivate and grow the fruit. I mean, you know, fruit cannot grow without watering it. Fruit cannot grow without the sun, S-O-N, in your life. Amen? Not just on Sundays. Every day. The fruit cannot grow without keeping the weeds from choking it out. Somebody's got to tend the garden, don't they? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the garden tender." Into your own garden. i got my own to worry about. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're the ones in charge of tending the fruit. In other words, you and I must work with the Holy Spirit to develop these fruit. You and I must work with the Holy Spirit to develop God's character in our lives. We need to work on it every day. We need to work on being more kind every day. We need to work on being more gentle every day. We need to be working on being more forgiving every day. This is something the Holy Spirit is producing on the inside of you. If everybody say if, if if, if you listen to Him, Amen. Amen? Amen. If you're listening to Him. Look at this again in verse 22 and 23 in the Amplified. It says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which uh, He pre- His presence within accomplishes, this is what the Holy Spirit is working in us. This is what the Holy Spirit desires for you and me. He desires to produce love. He desires to produce joy. He desires to produce peace in us. Amen? Look at this. He desires to produce patience. That you're a patient person. That you're even tempered. You don't just fly off the handle. Ain't nobody does that in here, do they? (laughs) That you're not quick to anger. You're not quick to get frustrated or quick to give somebody a piece of your mind. You ought to keep all the pieces in there. You need them. Amen? Some people are always just quick to give people a piece of mind. I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. Am I the only one that's ever done that? All right. Hallelujah. You give them a piece of your mind whether they even ask for it or not. You just volunteer it. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Everyone ever in here has done that. Getting snippy. That's a Texas word. Getting snippy. Getting snippy at the least little thing. Yeah, I'm coming on up on your porch now, ain't I? Amen. But if I'm on your porch, the Holy Spirit's just trying to get you straight. Amen. Hallelujah. Even tempered. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self control, self restraint. Wow. How about that one? Yeah. See, sometimes people act before they use their brain, they just react to something. I noticed that myself in Miss Brenda. Everybody notice she ain't in the room? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that myself and Miss Brenda. When I'll say something not so good to her, she just reacts, and I don't know understand why. She's supposed to be walking in love. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody getting a hold of that one. They react before they really think. See if we can but if we can get that turned around to where we think before we react. Actually that scenario I just played is the opposite. She'll say something to me like pick up your socks or something like that and say, I will in a minute Just reacting. Then I call the dog, get my socks up out of here now. No, we need to hold our tongue. Amen? Amen? We need to learn to hold our tongue. And I need to hold my tongue. And you need to hold your tongue. Before we just let loose and tear somebody up. Amen? Before we give somebody a piece of our mind. In other words, you ain't got nothing good to say. God says don't say nothing at all, don't He? Be slow to speak. Hallelujah. Some of us in here, I I myself at one time need to be like uh, Zachariah that God just shut up His mouth so He couldn't say nothing. (laughs) Yeah, God needs to shut a lot of mouths in here. Maybe those watching my live stream, so you'll quit saying things too. Amen? Amen. Now what I would encourage you to do is the same thing I do every day. uh, Turn my life over to the Holy Spirit. And be slow to speak. Think before I say something. Hallelujah. So the first fruit, I want you to notice this in verse 22. Now, let me say this first. We need to be dominated by our spirit instead of being dominated by our flesh. That was the whole point of all of this joking around. You need to be dominated by your spirit, man. Amen? Amen? Now, notice in verse 22, the first fruit that God mentions is what? everybody say love love so the first fruit that the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to develop in us is our love walk why? because all the other fruit the peace, joy, long suffering gentleness, meekness, kindness all those are based in God's love you can't be them You can't grow that fruit in your life without walking in God's love first. It's just an impossibility. That's why God put it first. He says the first thing you need to do is you need to learn how to love. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Our love walk. Look at Romans chapter 5. People said to me, Well, that'd be good, Pastor, if I could just learn how to do that. Or if we just had that kind of love, I say you already got it. The God kind of love's already in you. Hallelujah. It says in verse five chapter five, verse five, it says, Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been. Everybody say has been that's past tense, has been poured out, where? In In your heart. By the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. So if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and with that Holy Spirit, He deposited love on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. The God kind of love. That God kind of love is already yours. It's called the agape love. It's called unconditional love. There are four types of love mentioned in the Bible. The first one is storge, which is a love of compassion. That means you're compassionate uh, toward other people. There's the word there's the filial uh, love, which is a uh, a friendship type of love that that you have maybe with maybe your best friend. Then there's the uh, love called eros. That's a romantic type love. And then the fourth one, and really should be the first one, is the agape type love. That's an unconditional love. That's God's kind of love. And that's the one we're talking about in this study. Amen? Because this love was put on the inside of you. And because it is on the inside of you, you do have the capacity to love like God loves. Amen? Amen? And that kind of love is always unconditional. I just love you. Period. Amen? Amen. It's the type of love where you make a decision to love others. And you make a decision to love them no matter what they do. Amen? Amen. I love you. You see, the God kind of love is based uh, on His character. It's not based on your feelings. I'm going to say that again. The God kind of love is not based on your feelings. It's not based on your emotions. God's kind of love is based strictly on the Word of God. Amen. It doesn't matter how other people treat you. Does everybody understand that? We say that, but does everybody understand it? Because you're going to understand it before you leave today. It don't matter what other people do to you. It don't matter how they hurt you. You love. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, as we walk through life, there's people going to be ornery toward us. That's a good Texas term. It used to be an ornery. That's the way I am to Miss Brenda sometimes. I wish she'd come back in so she'd hear me confessing all this stuff. <laughs> Amen. We're going to have opportunities in our life. You're going to have an opportunity in your life, maybe even before the day's over, to hold on to something, to hold on to things that may not go our way, to harbor hurt feelings. Maybe somebody said something to you on the way to church this morning and you're harboring hurt feelings. You're going to have an opportunity to walk in unforgiveness. You're going to have an opportunity to hold a grudge. I've known people that have a diary of everything everybody's ever said to them. Just keeping a record. You laugh, but I'll tell you what. They may not put it down on paper, but there's been people in this building right now that's remembered stuff in their mind that was done to them years ago. Now I'm going to show you. Now God knows the truth. How many people have ever done that? Am I the only one? No, look at the hands. Everybody look around look at the hands. Everybody has done that. We may not write it down on paper, but we store it in our memory so that the first opportunity that somebody crosses us again, we're going to bring it to their attention. Whoo, man, that comes right back up. Yeah, but you remember when? No, I don't. You know what I'm talking about. Five years ago, when you said this or you said that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God forgets. When these opportunities do come, my brothers and sisters, or these situations come up in your life, we must rise above that situation and walk in love. It's a must. I'm going to prove that to you today. You will hinder God moving in your life if you don't walk in love. Hallelujah. Well, how do you do that, Pastor? Pastor? Choice. It's a choice. I choose to love. I love you and forgive you before you even do anything to me. And that's my attitude about it. That's my attitude of my heart. And you do something against me, my flesh might not like it. But long as I don't retaliate with my words and my actions, then I love you. Your flesh ain't always going to like what people do to you. Amen. 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 Walking in love or walking in the love of God is a choice. It is not a feeling. Hallelujah. I mean, think about it. What did God do when He sent Jesus? The Word of God says, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. How many of you know He didn't have to do that? Amen. Amen. He chose to do that. Why? Because of His love. God chose to love a world that didn't love Him back. We need to get a hold of that. You and I need to love people that may not love us back. You see, love's not a feeling. I know I've said that again, and I may say it one more time, but love is not a feeling. It is a choice. There's some people I may not like. But I love them. I love them in the Lord. I may not like their actions. We may have personality conflicts, so I may not just go hang out with them all the time. That don't mean I don't love them. Amen. I just love them from afar. Amen. What about people who do you wrong, pastor? say ugly things about you? Thank you, my sister. How do you love people like that? Everybody say it's a choice. I choose to love them. I'm getting to that, brother. See, these people in here can preach the message for me. Because we're all just human beings. Nobody woke up this morning with a halo over their head. Amen. Amen. We're all a work in progress. And many of you that know me and sit under my preaching know that just because I'm preaching what the Word of God says don't mean I'm always living the Word of God Okay, perfectly. We're all doing our best. Amen? Hallelujah. But one thing we do do is we don't make an excuse, well, I'm just a work in progress so I can just go sin some more. Watch out. That's open rebellion right there. All right, let's move on. Praise the Lord. I choose to love other people not for their sake, but for mine. I want to say that again. I choose to love everybody not for your sake or not for their sake, but for mine. You know why? I don't want to be in trouble with God. I do not want to ever put myself, because I'm the only one that has control of this in my life, I don't want to put myself in that position that I described to you earlier where I, God can't do anything for me and the devil can have his way in me, my life. Amen. I don't want to put myself in that position. Right. And the only way I can keep that, myself out of that position is to love always. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I choose to love. Yes. I may not like what they do to me. Yeah. And listen, I've been a pastor long enough I know people talk behind my back. I know people said bad things about me. Because they ain't in this church no more. Oh. And most people that leave, they'll always justify their leaving by what the pastor did. Mm-hmm. What well, a pastor did is a pastor did that. Right. You see? It spoke the word. <laughs> Let me tell you something the Word carries the fire of God. Amen, it does. It does. Amen. For the born-again Christian who's hungry for God's Word, the fire refines you. Yes. Thank you Jesus. Amen. For the ones that's religious, the Word of God burns you. It, it gets too uncomfortable to stay at that church. And we say things like, well, He's always telling us what we're not doing. Why don't He ever just tell us how much God loves us? God loves you. Amen. Now, you can't say that anymore. Nobody can leave the church because I ain't said God <laughs> loves you. And God corrects <laughs> those He loves the most. That's why I keep moving around up here because my feet are getting sore. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He corrects those He loves. Praise God. And listen, I'm not making light of things. I know people have suffered terrible things. And I can stand up here and say you need to forgive and forget. And I realize that that some people do go through terrible trauma in their lives. And they hurt. And that hurt's real. Amen. I'm not discounting that. Matter of fact, I would be an advocate that anybody that's hurt you as a child or hurt you in your life that's really severely hurt you and you don't want to talk about it, but I would be an advocate for that person to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Amen. I'm not condoning what people do to you or me. Amen? Yes. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we have to learn how to forgive. Yes. Yes, we do. Amen? Yes. We have to trust God to enact vengeance on them for us if that's what needs to take place. We have to trust in the God that God is going to... I don't like the word vengeance. I'm going to use the word justice. God is a just God. And we want to be able to trust God to enact justice on those who have harmed us. Amen. But we still have to choose to love like God loves. And we need to learn to forgive people like God forgave us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that don't mean I like them. That don't mean I'm going to hang out with them. It simply means I'm going to love them with the love of God that's being shed abroad in my heart. That's what it says. Poured out in my heart. Amen? Amen. Because I'm going to be just like you. At that time, my flesh may not want to love them. Are you hearing me? Your flesh is never going to want to love somebody that has harmed you. Amen? Amen. Why do we do it? Because God commands us to. He commands us to. Amen. And I want to be right with Him. Look at verse 35. Did I tell you to go to John? I missed that. Sorry. Go to John. Chapter 13. Thank you, sister. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost just takes over. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Y'all there yet? If you're not, look at the monitor. It says in John chapter 13, verse 35, it says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. Amen. The word disciple means that you're a student. Of Christ. It means you're a pupil of Christ's school. It means you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And he says you're all three of these if you love one another. I mean, know it's easy to love those folks who love you first or love you back. Amen. That's what Jimmy said a minute ago. But it's not ever easy to love that person who did you wrong. That's true. Amen. That's why I love from my heart That's right. Amen. and not my flesh. That's true. My flesh is going to roll a recoil. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Our flesh is controlled by our feelings. Our flesh is controlled with our emotions. And many times, those things are contrary to the Spirit of God. Our flesh wants to retaliate. Our flesh wants to get even. And our heart says, no, you need to love. See, our heart's been transformed. When you got born again, your flesh wasn't touched, but your heart was made new. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 means. a man being Christ, he's a new creature. That's his heart. Your heart was renewed. To not think the way you used to think. To not act like you used to act. To not be the same person that you used to be. Yes, that is a process. And that is a work in progress. But we have to continue the process. Amen? Hallelujah. So our heart tells us one thing, and our flesh tells us another. So now we have a choice to make. Love or retaliate. Love or retaliate. And when I was, when I was studying this out, I pictured, I pictured the devil. I mean, have you ever seen that picture of, the, a picture of the devil? A person standing there, the devil's on one shoulder and the angel's on the other one. The devil's going, retaliate. Get even. And then he'll give you some ideas on how to do it. Say this, say that. And the amazing thing is, he sounds just like you. <laughs> but then on the other shoulder, the Holy Spirit's going, or the angel of God's going, don't do that don't do it love 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 that's what most people do and then they'll retaliate get (laughs) off we laugh but I've done it I have went right against the angel of the Lord and said something ugly right back yeah you have too hey isn't it great to get real with God I mean, we can come to church and we can check the box off all we want to, but God knows your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said this. He said, By this, all will know that you're my disciple. Yeah. That you love one another. I want you to think about that for a moment. Oh my goodness, it's already 12 o'clock. Boy, y'all need to listen quicker. Think about that for a moment. What would life look like? What would your life and my life look like if we took on the character of God and walked continuously in unconditional love? Amen. What does unconditional love look like? I'm glad you asked. That moves us into our final scripture for the day. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 13. While you're turning there, I'll tell you this, me and Brenda. Back in our early, 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 I mean way back a long time ago when we would go in for counseling. Because how many of you know the devil attacks every married couple when they get born again? We'd go in for counseling. The pastor would always say, 1 Corinthians 13. I never got so tired of hearing First Corinthians 13 in my life. Love, love, love. Her. You don't know what she's like, buddy. That's the old one. Amen. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. And y'all didn't know what I was like either. But God, that's right. Amen. And we're going to close with these Scriptures. But I wanted you to understand this is what the God kind of love, the love He wants you and I to walk in. This is what that love looks like. And I'm going to read these out of the Amplified. So even though you have your Bibles there, if I would, look at the monitors, okay? Uh, But most of all, give your attention to what these words are going to say. Amen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four through eight in the amplified says love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. Love is not boastful, vainglorious, and it does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited. It's not arrogant or inflated with pride. It is not rude. It's not unmannerly. It always is, the Holy Spirit always has manners, don't he? Amen. Does not act unbecomingly. I could say that one again. Does not act unbecomingly. Love. God's love in us, here's a big one, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Now I could just stop and preach another hour right there. Well, here's what I think. Who cares what you think? Amen. Why is it important? Why is it even so important to be right? Brenda and I get to work, well, okay, today's your day to be right. Okay, you're right. It's just easier because we're not going to be placed to the devil. And whenever we insist on our own way, we open ourselves up to the devil. Absolutely correct. Thank you, brother Jimmy. That kept that lead balloon just a little bit up off the floor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Never insists on its own way. Here's why. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. Fretful or resentful. It takes no account. Now here's a big one. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Everybody, look down at your Bible. Whatever your Bible says right there, you underline it, highlight it, circle it, check it, put arrows down to it, and say, I never want to be this way. I'm never going to take account of what the evil's done to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? I know I'm running over. But that's okay. It's the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine what if Jesus would have done that? What if Jesus would have taken account of his beard being pulled out? What if Jesus would have taken an account of people beating him in the face? What if he would have taken an account of the stripes they put on his back for you and me? What if they would have taken an account and said, Forget this. I'm not doing this. These people ain't worthy of this. And he would have been right. We weren't worthy. We're not worthy today. He did it because He loves us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Never pays attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best Everybody say best. Yes. Is everybody ready to believe the best of every person? Hallelujah. It hopes, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. The first three words, verse 8 says it all. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love will always bring us through everything we go through. Amen? Amen? Amen. In closing, praise God, I know y'all been waiting to hear that. I want to encourage you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To continue allowing God's character to be developed in you. And his character, my brothers and sisters, is based on his love. Not our love, not the kind of love we think, but his love. Amen? Amen. First John, and this is some good homework for you, because we're not going to read this thing, God. Uh, <clears throat> First John chapter three, four and five. Those three chapters, First John three, four and five. Speak of the importance of God's love. But I'll sum it up with this statement. If you and I want to experience all the things that God has for us, if you and I want to experience all the promises that we can find in this book, if you and I want to experience all the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, hallelujah, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Not money. Everybody say, I ain't talking about money. I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace, happiness, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, even tempered. Hallelujah. If we want to experience all those things, you and I must learn to walk in love. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's stand to our feet and give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. It's His Word. Hallelujah. And His Word is changing everyone in this building from the inside out. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we never close down a service without giving everybody an opportunity to give the Lord or to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Or maybe they do know Him and they just want to rededicate their life to Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're watching by live stream this morning, you're in your living room and the Holy Spirit has come into your living room and visited you and said, you know something, you need more of these fruit in your life. And you need to ask God for forgiveness so that you can move forward with Him. You need to walk in the love of God. They may be in their living room. They may be someone in this room right now. That's saying that right now. You know something, Pastor? You're talking about me. I could use more of God's love in my life. I could be more like God. I want His character in my life, Pastor. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees hands all over this building. He sees hands at home. There may be a sin in your life, my brother and sister. Uh, It may not be one of the sins we, we mentioned, but there may be a sin... That could be a sin of omission that you're omitting God out of six days of your life. And all you really do is you come to church and you check a box off. Or you go to church in the town you're at. That's a sin of omission. You're omitting God from all that He wants to do in your life. If that's you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands. With every head raised and every eye opened. God's going to meet you right where you're at. He saw your hand. I didn't have to see it, but it was you just saying, okay, that's me, Father. I raised my hand too, praise God. I want to be more like God. So if that's you this morning, repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your Word. Your Word says that if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I confess Him with my mouth, I shall be saved. I thank You, Father, that right now, I confess Jesus with my mouth, and I say, He is my Lord. Jesus, show me in Your Word what You would have me do, and I'll be a doer of it. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for dying for me, Lord. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord another clap offering. Hallelujah. The Bible says that heaven rejoices every time somebody changes their mind and gives more of themselves to Christ. I know it says that heaven rejoices when somebody gets saved, but let me tell you something. You're being saved day by day. Amen. Salvation is a process. Hallelujah. Your spirit gets saved, but then your flesh got to come under. Amen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last thing I want to share with you this uh, today is that God is a miracle-working God, and He is anxious to work a miracle in your life Amen. You. if you'll just let Him. Amen? Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.